Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. To be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Bubba, welcome on this Monday. How are you? Good, fellas. How you guys doing? Buddy, we're great. This Good. is the best time of year for sports fans. Baseball's underway. I mean, unless you're just like a diehard football guy. You got XFL, I guess. But uh, tournament time's good. Do you fill out a bracket as a baseball guy? Do you fill out an NCAA basketball bracket? You know what? I used to always do it. Like We, we always had our big bracket pool that we did when I was playing. Um, and then I did it after that for a while. And now it's like I get so busy, I don't have time to mess with it. But I try to, like for fundraisers, stuff like that. Teams will want me to do like uh, one or two for a fundraiser. I don't put a whole lot of thought into it. But, uh, but yeah, I'll typically try to fill one out if it's for a good cause. What about you? How many do you all fill out? You're probably like psycho. You fill out a bunch of them, don't you? I'm a psycho, but not because of that. I don't fill out more than one bracket. It's too much work, Bubba. <laughs> it's just too much work. Yeah, one bracket's all. I'm a one-bracket man. You know what I mean? When it comes to brackets, I'm a monogamist. <laughs> I'm just a, I'm a one-bracket guy. Well, do you research it, or do you go like, if you're not sure, you go off the uniform color, or you let your cat pick it, or some crap like that? Do I seem like a cat owner, Bubba, to you? Yeah, I mean, no, you're you, not a cat owner. You, you said some rough things to me over the years, but that might be the worst. No, I uh, I try to do a little research when I get time. It just depends. Sometimes I really pour over it, and sometimes I kind of wing it, but I try to watch a lot of basketball during the year, so I feel like, with a lot of the schools, I have a pretty good feeling, and then, you know, let's be honest. I mean, when it comes down to it, if you're in a... 12-5 matchup, and you're really not sure, you usually just take the five seed. Let me ask you this question. Um, do you go with the team that's hot or the team that's better? That's a good question. That's a great question. Maybe a combination. Um, okay. I don't know. That's a really fence-riding answer, but I don't ride the hot mm-hmm. stuff as much as others do because I've seen a lot of hot teams get in the tournament and then get cooled off pretty quickly. Right. But if you're going to ask me, write me out, I don't know. I mean, Arkansas wasn't very hot last year at the end of the baseball season, and look what they did. Yeah, great point, Wes. Yeah. There you go. There you go, Wes. That's why Wes makes the big bucks right there. That's true. He also works two jobs. That, that helps also. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this, Bubba. Does, uh, are we going to be worried about bubble uh, baseball? I mean, is this baseball team going to be on the bubble, or are they going to be safely in when we get to tournament selection time? Man, I wish I could answer that. The optimist in me says we're in good shape. Uh, we'll we'll make a tournament. I I think my thing is will we host or not? And mm-hmm. you, you don't know. You you really don't know. We've played some pretty good teams. We're not playing a bunch of chumps like some of these other SEC teams are playing. Uh, we've played some really good teams. Every team that we've played is either picked to win their conference or they won their conference last year. They're they're good teams. Man, it's a different animal when you get in that SEC. So we'll find out this weekend going against Auburn. Of course, you look at Auburn, they dropped two of three to Southeast Louisiana. So um, it's just a different, man, it's a whole different game when you get in the SEC. It's by far the best uh, conference in baseball, and it's not even close. Let's talk about pitching because that was the story of the weekend. Will McIntyre, a complete game. We could have made a lot of wild, bold predictions this weekend. I don't think anybody was going to guess that any of the pitchers would go the full distance in a game, but that's exactly what happened. And obviously uh, a masterful performance from him as Arkansas rolled in the game. 
What uh, what stood about stood out to you about his performance, Bubba? His whole mound presence is different. So I don't know if y'all y'all you knew he got hit on the leg, right? With a 104 mile an hour ground ball, hit him on the leg, uh, hit him on his left leg. And so when he finished up that game, he threw the best pitches he had thrown the whole game. His analytics went up, his spin rate, his cutter was nasty. He was getting on top of his fastball. So he told me after the game, this is against Wright State. He's like, look, I'm going to talk to Hobbs and find out what happened to cause that to happen. So they get in the pitching lab. They go over everything, and they realize that he was actually raising his leg too high. It was getting his timing out of whack, so he wasn't able to get out front and really pitch downhill, which makes him finish that cutter, get some bite on his two-seam. He can throw his fastball off the top of the zone. More bite on his breaking ball. Affected everything. So just by getting a hit on the leg, they were able to, to figure that out. And so he went out Saturday, guys, and that's one of the most dominant performances I've seen in a long time. I think it had been 2016 since someone threw, mm-hmm. threw a nine-inning um, complete game for the Razorbacks. I mean, in today's game, you just don't see nine-inning complete games. And uh, it, it was awesome to see 97 pitches. I mean, he just breathed. He had those guys so frustrated uh, the whole game. It was awesome. Well, and he took his ERA from over six down to 3.48 after the win and the shutout through nine. So, uh, or the I guess the one run game through nine. But anyway, it was great performance. Okay, well there you go. So he didn't give up a earned run. Uh, but yeah, to do it in 97 pitches, amazing. Didn't have a walk until the ninth inning. I mean, remarkable. We may not. I don't know. I was gonna say we may not see that again this year because it's been seven years since we've seen one. But maybe he'll do it again. Who knows? You think he's got that in him again? I don't know. And SEC, it's a little tough. It's tough to say. It's it's tough to go in a nine inning shutout game in SEC. I I don't know if it'll happen again this year. It could because he he's a guy that pitches contact. Uh, he doesn't throw real hard. He's throwing upper eighties, uh, but he he can he can sink it. He can cut it. He can make it right at the top of the zone. He do a little bit of everything with fastball, and you know that's that's pitching right there. Just just figuring out a way to miss barrels, and that's what he did all day. But I thought it was really neat, guys. Guys. Uh, when I interviewed him after the game, um, the Louisiana Tech game on Saturday, the first thing he did, he gave credit to Hudson Polk, the catcher. And I think that's awesome. And that says a lot about Will McIntyre and the kind of person, kind of makeup he has, is that, that he didn't want to take the credit. He gave the credit to the catcher for calling a good game. And I think that I think it's awesome. And I think it says a lot about this team, just kind of their unselfish attitude that they have. And, you know, obviously it starts at the top of DVH. I want to talk about uh, Friday and Sunday starting pitchers. Our guy Hagen Smith, uh, we saw Holland yesterday. Man, at times their stuff is electric, Bubba. Like, I mean, they make batters look silly, and other times uh, they struggle. Is it all control for both of them? Is that the story? It is, and I'm going to make an excuse for him, Wes. I hate excuses, but <laughs> it, it wasn't good weather for pitching. It, it really wasn't. It was cold, north wind. Um, yeah, just not good pitching conditions. So Hagen throws a split finger. They both throw split finger changes. That's a tough pitch to get a feel for when it's cold like that. Um, you know, but they, what they've been able to do, their stuff is so good. When they get in jam, they're able to work out of it. Uh, Hagen got off to a slow start, which, once again, I'm going to bring it back to SEC play. If you get back, if you get off to a slow start in SEC play, five nothing before you know what hits you. Against Louisiana Tech, you know, you might give up a run or two. But it, 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 that's that's one thing that concerns me. But 
they're they're able to dial up that big pitch when they need it. And I thought Hunter Holland, you know, if any other situation, Hunter could probably go on seven or eight innings because he was starting to deal. Mm-hmm. Um, struggled a little bit in the second inning. Bullpen got up. But after that, he was in total control, pitching to both sides of the plate, had that changeup working, uh, had the slow breaking ball. It's a pitch he hadn't used a lot this year. Everything's been pretty fast, uh, hard. But he went to the slow breaking ball. He's able to tunnel the fastball off of that, and he looked he looked he looked his best that he's 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 looked all year. And so I feel like these guys are coming together at the right time. Bubba Carpenter with us. Hey, Bubba, I'm confused. I'm listening yesterday, and uh, it's during Kendall Diggs at bat, and you were goading Phil Elson about calling for the home run. Did Phil ever say, <laughs> or did you get him to commit or not? Because then on Twitter it was like Phil was getting credit for calling for the home run. But while I was listening, unless I miss it, I didn't think I ever got a commitment. Uh, he did. He did. But, you know, let let Phil enjoy the, the spotlight there. He he, he never called it, though. He kept hitting around. I'm like, just go ahead and say it. I said, I said, you're dabbling around. He's like, well, do you want me to call it? I'm like, hell yeah, I want you to call it. I said, do it. Just say, just say Kendall Dick's going to get a 2-1 bomb right here, and then that pitch, he hits it. And Phil's like, oh, okay, I called it. I'm like, well, mm. you really didn't, Phil. You you hinted at it, but you got to go either go in or go all in or get out. <laughs> there you go. But he did get a lot of credit on Twitter, he but did. it's all good. It's all. I'm glad you were listening, Wes. It's impressive, but yeah, I, he he's really bad about that. He'll he'll say, "Well, you know, Kendall's blah blah blah," and I say, "Well, so you calling it?" Well, not really. No, come on, call it. See, I thought I remembered you saying he's going to do it. Go ahead and call it. Do it. Yeah. So I think well. you should get credit. <laughs> Thanks, Wes. I appreciate it. Give me knuckles next time you see me. All right. Bubba, a remarkable day for Jared Wagner. He hits a home run, and he gets a couple of ribbies there. And then later the inning, when they scored nine, by the way, in the third, he gets an RBI by taking a walk, one of five on the day. Now, somebody told me that was a record. Is that true? Yes. Five walks in a game in a home run. I'm guessing, Bubba, with the way he's he's hitting, and probably throw Borfin in there too, they may – May get pitched around a little more regularly as the uh, year wears on. Maybe maybe SEC pitchers will be a little more aggressive against them, but um, keeping the keeping the bat out of their hands is probably the best bet I would think for opposing pitchers right now. You know, the thing that's scary though is you can't really pitch around Wagner because you got Brady Slavens up mm. behind him, and Brady Brady's been a way more patient hitter this year. Uh, he's been he's been awesome. Then you got Borfin and behind Borfin, you got Kendall Diggs. You can't pitch around Borfin because you got Diggs up next. So. You got to pick your poison there, but I was I was fortunate enough to interview Jared Wagner after the game last night, and I told him I said, "Look, if you look at the the line score here, the box score, you're one for one with five walks. Um, you only took two swings in six at bats. One was a foul ball. One was a home run, four hundred something feet." I said, "That's really Barry Bonds type stuff because Barry would go a whole game and get one strike and hit it over the fence, so he'd have a home run and four walks." And I hate Barry Bonds, so I, I, I hate to compare Jared Wagner to Barry Bonds. But, I mean, it was a typical day that you would see for, like, a Barry Bonds back in the day. And people don't realize how hard that is to take that many pitches out of the zone. But it just goes to prove how unselfish he is as a player. You know, he'll take his walk. And some of those pitches he could have swung at, but they weren't strikes. And he'll he'll pass it on to Slavens, and then Slavens will pass it on to Borfin to Diggs, and and I think that's what makes this lineup really special is is 
unselfish at bats like that from top to bottom. How I about, love it. How about Josenberger? Well, did you hear what I said about Josenberger? At one point, he had seen 14 consecutive balls. Three at-bats in a row, and four straight balls. Um, and then his next at-bat, he got a 2-0 count and hit a base hit the right. So he had seen, on his 15th pitch, he saw his first strike that he had seen. And once again, that's incredible to take 14 balls in a row, they get a strike, and hit a line drive to right field. It's pretty impressive. Um, I don't know, guys. I'm, I'm impressed with this lineup. Now, mm-hmm. once again, you know, Louisiana Tech, they're a good team, but I think they're down from where they've been in the past. Um, we'll really find out this weekend. And, and the UNLV is going to be good you know, Tuesday and Wednesday. But I think I think Auburn coming in this weekend, we'll we'll get a good feel. I, I like where we're at. I think we're going in the right direction, but we'll really get a good test this weekend. Bubba Carpenter joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by our friends in, in Benton. It's Johnston's Home Center. Let me ask you about Holland's performance yesterday, Bubba. He was obviously struggling early on and uh, plunked a few guys. I was just like, wow, this is tough, and I hate to see this. And sometimes it just goes like that. And even after not using a single bullpen guy the day before, they did not make a move. They let him pitch his way through, which I thought was great. And this yeah. is when Arkansas was trailing, and certainly he found his way. Ends up going five innings, two hits, gave up three runs, and struck out a season high seven. What do you think it was about uh, Holland that they decided not to take him out when he was clearly struggling early on? Well, I think they have confidence in him. He was trying to execute that pitch on the inside part of the plate. He was just pulling it a little bit glove side. Um, first inning, he was dominant. He was great first inning. Second inning is when he kind of ran into trouble. But have confidence in him. And, and I really love that about the old DBH would have gone out and taken him out of the game. The new DBH, they, they're a little more patient with these guys. They let them work through it. And his third, fourth, and fifth inning, he's as dominant as he's been all year. I mean, he had everything working. Uh, like I said, he went more to that slow breaking ball, and it was able to blow the fastball by him after that, and he was still able to mix in some change-ups, so he was great. But, hey, that's just a pitcher that's aggressive. He likes pitching inside. When you pitch inside, you're going to hit a guy occasionally. So I just, I'm glad they stuck with him, though. They had Austin Ledbetter up in the second inning, and, you know, you don't want to do that when your bullpen's a little bit thin anyway. But, yeah, that was uh, it was good to see him work through it. What's going on at third base? Hmm. Well, um, <laughs> I really like Tank Holt. I do. I don't know if y'all got a chance to watch the game this yeah. weekend or, or listen, but, man, Peyton brings a lot of energy. I love I love your high-energy guys like that, the fast motor. And that's, that's Peyton Holt. Um, now, he made a couple of errors, but they were aggressive errors. And they were he was getting the balls that I don't think any other third baseman on the team gets to it. Now, it's not that I've given up on Kansas Cali, you know, but Peyton, uh, DBH has talked about the range of third base. Peyton Holt showed a ton of range at third base. And he also went up there and got a first-pitch slider. He was sitting on it, hit it 400-something feet over the center field fence. Uh, had some good two-strike at-bats where he was able to put the ball in play. So, man, and he did everything that, that DBH asked of you at third base, and we'll see if that's going to get him a few more starts once conference rolls around. Bullpen, uh, and yesterday was very encouraging, uh, what we saw at a Gage Wood. And then uh, I guess on, uh, was it Friday, the first game, with uh, Dylan coming in and locked it down again? Is, is the bullpen, are you starting to feel a little better? 
Yeah, I think there's, I think the talent's there, guys. I really do. Uh, you know, Dylan's been used out of the bullpen. You know, Cody Adcock made one bad pitch yesterday. Other than that, I mean, he was really good yesterday. But I'll tell you who impressed me, Gage Woods and Christian Faust. First time I've seen Christian Faust throw. Um, he came in through an inning. He was throwing 94-95 with just a nasty splitty coming there to the bottom, just dropping out of it. So, yeah, I think uh, I think I feel a little bit better about it. If we can get a little more length out of our guys, especially Hagan Smith on Friday night, I think a lot of it hinges on Hagan. If Hagan can give us seven, eight innings on Friday night and then save the bullpen a little bit so they can get through Saturday and Sunday, I think we're going to, I think we're going to be in good shape until until uh, Brady comes back and Brady's healthy. And then some of these other freshmen grow up just a little bit. But, hey, yesterday was a good sign. I really like it. If, if, if you're watching that game, uh, Gage Wood and Christian Fouch both look really good at the end of that game. Dylan is a guy that Dylan Carter, who I'm talking about, uh, three innings on Friday, but he had pitched earlier in the week too, and then he was warming up yesterday. Is this a guy that uh, his his arm can handle that? You know what, what they call it, a rubber arm. He he can put, pitch multiple times on a weekend. I think so because he's got a smooth, easy delivery, just kind of easy power. He's not real violent. Like you watch Freddie Tiger. I mean, when he throws, it's violent. You know, Dylan smoother. Uh, doesn't have a lot of movement. It's just uh, less stress on the arm. You know, he threw three really big innings against the Army to close that game out. And that was a that was a tough game. Uh, that Army team was a good team on Tuesday. Um, you know, and then they come back on Friday, throw three innings, and then like you said, he was up a couple different times. They just they didn't have to use him. But you know, he's been huge for us guys. He'll throw that fastball ninety two ninety three, follow it up with slider away. Uh, he's not walking anybody. He's around the zone. That's what DBH loves. Um, and when he needs to strike out, he'll dial it up. If he needs to pitch the contact, he'll pitch the contact and get a ground ball. And so he's been he's been a huge a huge surprise for that bullpen. But if you ask Dylan, Dylan, he knew he could do it. He knew. And I think every time he goes out, he gets a little more confidence in himself. And I think the staff gets more confidence in Dylan. Last thing, confidence. You mentioned Wood and Faust. How much confidence do they have them in now? What what else do you need to see from them, or do the coaches need to see from them, to start using them in games on the weekend, SEC game that matter in a close game? Are they there yet, or still got to show some more? Well, they got to they can do it in a in a close game. You know, they come in yesterday. It's, it's fifteen to six in the ninth inning. Um, yeah, they got to prove they can do it in a game that's close. I kind of can compare it. I, I'm. I'm a, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Tony Romo, in my opinion, was the great quarterback in the history of the game when the Cowboys were way up. But when the game was on the line, he found a way to lose it. And I'm probably making a lot of fans mad out there, but it is what it is. I always, I always waited for Romo to do something to blow the game. But when it's a when there's a blowout game, he's unbelievable. I mean, he's he's Roger Staubach. He's better, you know. Um, and I think that's what they need to see out of out of these guys. Can they do it in a pressure situation um, when the game's on the line? That tie and runs that in scoring position. Can they come in and pitch like that? And once they can do that, I think uh, I think we'll be in good shape. And it's it, uh, we know they have the stuff. And people get tired of me saying that. Oh, they've got the stuff, you know, because there's a lot of guys in in the world that have the stuff. But it's different to be able to step up there on the mound and execute that stuff, and that's that's what the 
good ones from the not good ones. I just realized we didn't see Morris at all last week. I know he's nope. um what so what's he doing? He's just working, you know, trying to fix his stuff. I know he's gonna get an opportunity at some point, but so what's going on? What are you hearing about him? Well, he was up a couple times uh, in the bullpen. Uh, he was up on on uh, he was up on Friday. Um, you know, I, I I would assume he's going to get a start. And Wes, you haven't asked me this question yet. Um, I would assume he's going to get a start either Tuesday or Wednesday. I would assume Tuesday uh, he'll get a start against UNLV because he hadn't been out there. And they we look we need we need Zach Morris. Mm-hmm. And then I think Austin Ledbetter. I think he might get a start as well. Uh, depending on how the first, I think depending on the first game, will decide, you know, what happens. It'll dictate what happens the second game on Wednesday. But it's, I'm glad that we have two midweek games because that's going to get a lot of guys some work that we haven't been doing getting. And you know, whether you like the the the, the run rule or not, the ten run rule after seven, I don't like it because I look at it from a player perspective. You know, there's a lot of guys in that bullpen when we run rule somebody, they don't get in the game where. Otherwise, they'd get in there and pitch that eighth or ninth inning. And now look at the position players on the bench. They're they're just foaming at the mouth, just dying to get out there and get in at bat. Well, we run rule somebody, and that takes away the bat from those guys. So I, I I understand the run rule. I just don't like it. I really don't. Let's just play it out. I don't mind sitting in the booth a little longer if that means a few younger kids get a chance. Okay. Bubba has spoken. Uh, pitch clock, any kind of issue this weekend? No, but it was, Weird. it was peaceful. Hey, they did move the time clock off the bottom left-hand corner of the scoreboard, and they moved it behind home plate. Mm-hmm. So now the pitchers can see the pitch clock, and yeah. I think that really helped. I agree. Uh, That's good. I think we had one pitch violation. Uh, who was it yesterday? Uh, we, we had one pitch violation mm-hmm. late in the game. Um where they called it. It was on one of the Louisiana Tech's pitchers, and it was kind of nitpicking. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they called it. They, it could have gone either way, but they went ahead and called it. it he, he he started his delivery right at zero, but I could tell the, the umpire was dying to call that, I think. <laughs> um, but the thing I've noticed at Baum Walker, there's a little bit more of a delay. So they don't start it quite as early as they were starting it at Globe Live. So the pitcher gets up on the mound before they start it. Where at Globe Life, the rule is when you take a step up on the mound and you start up the hill of the mound, it's supposed to start. At Baum Walker, they're starting it a little bit later. I think it's perfect, though. If you guys listen to the game, you'll feel and I, we don't have much time to argue because everything's moving so fast that, you know, it's, 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 uh, it really has increased the pace of the game. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the fact that, A, you guys find times to argue, and, B, just as I predicted after the first weekend of games and everybody was flipping out that the pitch clock would be a non-issue a month in. And we're less than a month in, and I think we can all agree it's a non-issue. I think the officials you're, have hey, backed you're off. You're right. They've, they've calmed down. They, well, yeah, they, they took they it too fun. far the first weekend. What did I say? You're, It'd be a non-issue a month in. You're both right. In. Thank you. You're both right. As long as I'm right, I don't care. <laughs> hey, I do remember you saying that, Justin, and I'm pretty sure I disagreed with you. You said it was going to be a giant crap show they're going to have to fix. Um, but they did. They I fixed think, it. Uh, you're right. I, I think you were right you, on, on your call there. But they have toned it down. They're not starting it as early. Umpires aren't, like, nitpicking like they were before. Uh, but there's still been some guys called out in key situations at the plate, mostly hitters. I'll tell you what's awesome is the way the pitchers are using it to their advantage. I mean, Google Max Scherzer and see what he's doing. It's, mm-hmm. it's hilarious to watch him 
maneuver and just frustrate. The, the, the hitters are so frustrated, they, they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I like it. He doesn't need any extra help. He's good enough already. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right, Bubba, thank you. I appreciate you, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks to Johnston's Home Center as well down in Benton. Sounds good, fellas. Y'all have a good week, and uh, go hog. All right. Later, Bubba. Good.